listener. Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Melbourne Around Town. If this is your first time here, don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss a video. I'm Katja Vuchtel, Broadsheet's Editorial Director and the host of this 10-minute guide to Melbourne. So Broadsheet has a series called I Can't Stop Thinking About. It's exactly what it says on the tin. It's about dishes that Broadsheet editors eat and they cannot stop thinking about. Sophia has written the latest instalment of the series, but yours is a little bit different because it's actually a dish that you ate overseas. It is, and I I feel a bit cheeky weaseling my way in because I'm not on your editorial team at all, but my love for this dish is so strong that I think maybe the enthusiasm came across. You couldn't say no. Maybe you were drooling when you read the email. I was, I was when... It was pitched, the idea that it's not a Melbourne dish, but it might be available in Melbourne, which we'll come to in a second. I thought, I think this is a special. I think this gets to go in. So tell us the story about this dish you can't stop thinking about. So it is a Thai dish. It's called Pad Krapao. What it translates to directly is stir-fried holy basil. Holy basil is a herb that is difficult to find here, but not impossible. And it's different from regular basil. And essentially, if you're just throwing regular basil into this stir-fried dish, which is usually made with a whole lot of different things, but specifically usually ground meat, pork is really common. Um, Lots and lots of chili, garlic, shallots, uh, that sort of thing. If you're just using normal basil, it's a stir fry. It's just not the same. It's different. Um, And it's, it's just the most incredible balance of textures and flavors, even though it's hella hot. And it's served on white rice with a fried egg. So like a really fragrant, spicy, delicious version of what I make at home when I can't be bothered making anything else. So tell us how you came across it because also the the version you tried is a specific one at a specific place. Yes, that's true. So I was traveling with HQ Group who have BKK restaurant in the Her building in the city uh, as well as Arbery and um, those sort of venues. So they were on um, a research trip that I joined them for which was, you know, really, really, really hard work, but someone's got to do it and come back and talk about everything and how delicious it was. So the specific venue that does this Pad Clopau is called um, Pedmark, spelled Fed, P-H-E-D. Um, and it's in this mostly residential neighbourhood in Bangkok and it specialises specifically in Pad Clopau. So you can get different proteins in there, ground sour pork sausage, squid, chicken, beef, different types of wagyu, I didn't go past the pork. I don't think you really need to. I think that's the classic. And then they serve them with five different chili levels. So one is no chili. Everyone can do that. Then it goes one, two, three, four, and five. Look, three is pretty bloody spicy. It is hot. Um, And speaking to people going in, both locals and the owners, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, do not. Don't go above three. I don't go above three. No one would go above three. That's just ridiculous. But in the same breath, they told me that level four is the optimum spice level to taste everything and to bring out the flavours. Well, then what are you meant to do? Well, I'll tell you what you do. You try multiple and you start low and then you slowly work your way up. Um, And they were right. I I think I had two, uh, four and five. um, And they've got this special chilli mixture that they have five different types of chilli in there. And they put a lot of work into the R&D of this place, uh, specifically because Pad Krapau is the dish that people eat on the side of the road nearest to them. It's super common. 
uh, when they don't know what else to have in Thailand, in Bangkok. Oh, I've forgotten another big part of it. Um, the other reason I can't stop thinking about this Pad Krapao is most Pad Krapaos will crack a chicken egg on top. But at Ped Mark, they use a duck egg. So it's bigger. bigger. <laughs> Not that that's what's most important. It is so silky and delicious and it just coats the spice a little bit so that it doesn't quite hit your tongue with the same intensity. It creeps up on you. So it almost makes you a little bit more prepared as as it hits. But the egg itself, they've got this method um, because I invited myself into the kitchen because I'm a pain in the ass, um, where they crack the eggs into a stainless steel bowl and then they use the shell as a scoop to get the yolks out of the stainless steel bowl, put it into another so they're separate, then they'll fry the eggs off in a wok until they're sort of crispy underneath and perfectly cooked and they just bubble and splutter everywhere and then they reunite the yolks on top of the whites so that they're still runny but you get this crispy bottomed duck egg and then that goes on top of the rice, on top of the pad krapau. And tell us about the R&D because I believe there were a few people involved in creating the dish and, and a few people involved in, um, in Pedmark. Yeah, that's right. So there are, there are four um, owners, four owners involved, and they are a really interesting mix of really fun guys. So one of them's um, a, quite a well-known actor and designer over there. Uh, one of them is a chef, Chef Gig, and he actually won. Uh, he was the Iron Chef champion a few years ago a really well-known uh, food blogger slash YouTuber um, who is ITAN, I-T-A-N on Instagram. But then probably the most well-known guy um, is Mark Weens, who has or had a blog um, that he doesn't write on anymore called Migrationology, but he spends all of his time making, traveling around the world, eating, making YouTube videos and sharing them with 9.7 million subscribers. So he's, he's a big deal and he does a really, really great job these blokes, all of them, they eat, like they really know how to eat. And they were having a whole conversation about who makes the best pad krapau. And they realized that it's, it's not a thing. There is no best. It's whose is familiar to you, um, whether in, well, in Mark's case, it's his mother-in-law's because she really dials up the chili and puts a bit of curry powder in there or something. Um, but it's also just who's closest. And so then they decided that, okay, they're going to make, if not the best, a version that is undeniably brilliant because you can never tell somebody that yours is the best if they already have their favorite. Um, and the way that they did that over about six months was they ate at least, you know, around one pad krapau every day from a different place. This would be such a sad interview if people thought they could only travel to Thailand to try this dish, but through Melbourne Food and Wine Festival, we've got a taste of Pedmark coming here. So tell us about that. That's true. That would be really, really mean. Um, I wouldn't put it past me. <laughs> no, definitely not. Pedmark is coming here. Uh, they're partnering with BKK in particular. They've got their signature chef series, which is unfortunately sold out. But um, over the weekend, which is 31st of March into the 1st of April, there's a, a Bangkok street food festival. So Pedmark's going to be there doing their Pad Krapau. BKK is going to be doing some signature dishes. And then we've also got um, Duty from the city and Soy 38. And that's all going to be in Drury Lane, which sort of butts onto the Herb building. So it's going to be set up with yeah. all, you know, I think imagine sort of colourful plastics and lots of lights and um, cold beer and interesting drinks and mango sticky rice popsicles, all these other things that are going to be really tasty. And even though it looks like there's not much space available 
on the ticketing system for Melbourne Food and Wine, um, that was more just so they could gauge approximately how many people were coming, spread it out a little bit. They're really encouraging people to just walk up and hang out. It's $10 entry. That includes a drink. And then it's just pay for whatever you consume, which in my case will be a lot. <laughs> Are there places in Melbourne that that serve it? Because we've got some really, really good Thai restaurants here. But is, th- is that a dish that you might be able to find? BKK is going to have um, their version of Ped Mark's Pad Krapau on their menu from April. For good. Uh, well, I I don't want to make any promises, but it's it's going to be a permanent fixture until there's a big menu change. Yep. But I guess if it's a classic, it's a classic. So it does mean that people will be able to try that version Absolutely. if they can't find one around the city. And of course, as you said, holy basil isn't that common an ingredient here. I believe uh, for the meals uh, that are going to be served uh, through the festival, they're getting it from Adelaide? Yeah. So apparently there's a local farm from Adelaide who grows holy basil and they have Chef Gig, who's the chef partner's approval to use that. Um, And that was a really, really big part of it. I've really had to restrain myself throughout that description from making horrible noises nobody wants to hear (laughs) when they're listening. Someone should make you the official ambassador for this dish (laughs) in Australia. Thanks so much for joining us, Soph. I do want to say that Sophia has a wonderful website and newsletter called... Seasonedtraveller.com. Very easy to find. And she is very good at finding dishes like this one that sounds so great that you probably haven't had before. She goes all over the city looking for those. I don't want to say hidden gems. They're places that probably shouldn't be, but they're places that Soph is bringing to you that you might not have heard of before and you're going to eat some really yummy, interesting storied food. Before I let you go, I just want to talk about an incredible campaign that you've been running now for the last few weeks, uh, which is supporting MND Victoria. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I can. I can tell you heaps about it, in fact. Um, So unfortunately, my dad was diagnosed with motor neuron disease last year, uh, just just over a year ago now. And so our coping mechanism as a go-getter sort of family uh, in this instance, was to raise some money and find a silver lining and raise some awareness about this disease. So dad was a hobby photographer, but a really, really fantastic one. He's been published alongside some of my travel articles in the past, but because of the disease, which sort of degenerates your body over time, he can't actually use his arms um, and parts of his body anymore that he previously could, which means no more photography, unfortunately. So we put on an exhibit at No Vacancy Gallery in QV, which is, has since passed. Uh, but it was an amazing two weeks of his work hanging, plus a week of really, really fun, um, yeah, just up, uplifting community-based food and drink events. So we raised a whole bunch of money doing that. And all the work is still available to buy online. It's all beautiful, vibrant, moving photography from travels around the world. The photographs are the kind of thing that would light up your house if you had them in there. Really incredible photos uh, that your father has taken in many, many different places around the world. So I really recommend people go online and look. They're a beautiful piece of art to have in your house, but it's also going to support MND Victoria, which always needs more support. We've always got people in this state living living with this disease, which, uh, as Sophie mentioned, it can really not obviously impact the person who's suffering from it, but the family around them. So Yeah, they do, they do amazing things, MND Victoria, helping people sort of care and cope as best they can. Uh, and the website to be able to look that up is groundedformnd.com and it's 
100% of profits go straight to MND Victoria and it's free shipping for framed work within Australia. It's all super affordable and it's it's not completely official yet because I'm still slightly tallying up the numbers, but this will be the first place for me to share that it's looking like we raised just over $100,000. So Oh my goodness. We are thrilled. Yeah. yeah. That's That's I've just taken my breath away having seen the photos and uh all the work that went into that. That makes me really happy. Thanks so much for joining us, Soph. Thank you and thanks for your support. That's it for today. You can stay completely up to date at any moment of any day at broadsheet.com.au or on Instagram at broadsheet underscore mel. I'll be back again on Friday, same time, same place. Chat then. A listener production.